Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we have a bloody awesome guest on our phone today. We're combining, I think, two of my favorite things ever. Yeah, actually. Well, I mean, I only think I like maybe four things in the world. And... I hope I'm one of them. <laughs> okay, maybe five things in the world. Oh, shit. I and... wasn't one of them. <laughs> and well, yeah, well, there's music, there's massage, there's motorcycles. You're on the list. List. Kids are on the list somewhere, but yeah, I'm really pumped about today. All right, so uh, Mark kind of gave it away. Hey everyone, it's Amanda, and uh, we've got Steve on the phone. And Steve is a former massage therapist. We're on the phone with him, and he's in San Antonio, Texas, right now. And some of you massage therapists might actually have heard of this guy because he now creates massage and yoga, like meditation music. His music name is Luinis, L-U-I-N-I-S-S. And I know when he reached out to us because he uh, wanted to let us know what he's doing, immediately I was like, I know that name. And he's on a lot of my massage playlists and my clients really like it. So thanks for talking to us tonight, Steve. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So where do we start here? Let's start with a little bit of backstory about you. Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and talk about your, I guess, in and out of massage therapy? Sure. Um, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland, and I've been doing music kind of my whole life. And then um, in high school, I injured my back playing the bass drum in high school band. And I was doing a lot of weightlifting then too. And then when I got to college, I was having so much back pain. Someone said, well, go get a massage from the student clinic. So I went to get a massage from the student clinic. And then I joined the massage program. And then I became a massage therapist. So that's how that massage therapist stuff came along. You became a massage therapist from an injury doing music. Mark is so happy right now. <laughs> is so, that, okay. Is that Did you get it too? All right. Wait, 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 wait. Let's back this up a little bit because I've heard some of the music that uh, that you have on Spotify. Uh, I was listening to some right. of the stuff the other night and you're telling me now you injured yourself in, in a marching band, like your, your bass drum? Yeah, the bass drum. I, I played the really big one. Give me the music background because you're not just, you're not just a drum obviously well i i started with guitar and then piano and then i played drums in a rockabilly band and i was in a couple metal bands i actually really like most aggressive heavy metal you can even think of so <laughs> <laughs> it's a complete polar opposite to be writing yoga music but anyway um i've been in a lot of different bands my whole life but uh the back injury was from playing the bass drum in the in the marching band which was a ton of fun by the way I, the injury was totally worth it fun fact actually Mark's dream is for our daughters to be in a marching drum corps, band. Drum corps, drum corps. He would love that. Just don't let him play the big bass drum. No, no, no. I, I want her uh, working a snare. I want her, you know, pure yeah. rudiments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that bass drum is hell on your uh, <laughs> quadratus lumborum. Once a massage therapist, always a massage therapist. <laughs> That's right. You know, the quads are really fun, too, if you ever want your, one of your daughters to do the quads. Mm. I don't know what any of these words mean. They're still kind of heavy, but it's like the four drums. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, That's pretty cool. Oh, now, now I now I just want to play. <laughs> Drums are way fun. Yeah, we uh, we have a lot of drumming that happens in our house, actually. So cool. So, what were you taking at college then, when you decided I'm going to do massage therapy? Like, you were in high school, and then you went to college. What were you taking in college? Uh, basic general education credits for an associate's degree. Gotcha, gotcha. Like uh, all your English is math. And, and so, so the music thing, is that something that you are self-taught at or were you, are you formally trained or how does that go? I've taken a handful of guitar lessons um, when I was like 14 or 15. That was like 20 years ago. 
And then um, I had piano lessons as a kid, but my, my piano teacher was such a bitch and her son was an <laughs> asshole. And like, I didn't learn anything from that lady. <laughs> I still see her today and I'm like, wow, you're a horrible part of my uh, youth. <laughs> but, God. Tell so, us how um, you really feel. Did, yeah. None of it shows up in any of the music that I write for yoga, by the way, or massage. <laughs> no, your music is so chill. It's so relaxing. But, thank you. but then I, I took a handful of piano classes in high school, and the rest I just kind of dabbled on my own. I, I can't read music. and uh, You can't read music? No, it's so boring. Oh, my God. I tried, I tried a couple times, and it's uh, just like I have to write all the notes on the paper and like takes forever <laughs> you know i forget how to read music i i was i learned to play me i learned playing music like growing up in school like i played trumpet for i remember eight years like eight years ten years of playing trumpet and stuff like that so i don't even think i can read music anymore no, it would it would, it would take me way too you long. guys don't you guys don't remember um Every good boy does fine, or all cows eat grass. I I always knew this. Every good boy deserves fudge. What what, what was yours? All, the other one is all cows eat grass. All cows eat grass. Yeah. I'm actually looking at a picture of cows eating grass right now. That's so trippy. I used to be able to sight read so well, and I'm kind of upset that I let that skill go. If you don't use you know, it, you're going to. I mean, I learned how to play trumpet when I was in what grade seven, and I could read music then. I I couldn't do it. Now. Like that was one of my favorite things in music class is sight reading. So we had a stage band. So a stage band is like a, a jazz band, essentially, right? So you've got your horn section, you've got your woodwinds. So we had saxophones, um, different types of saxophones, like baritone sax, uh, alto sax, tenor sax, trombones, trumpets, you know, the whole bit, right? And then one of my yeah. favorite parts of music class was our music teacher. He was actually a really cool guy. He's not, I mean, he's a teacher, obviously, or he was a teacher, but he was a musician first. Like he, he has the equivalent to the Grammys, if we can say the equivalent to the Grammys in Canada are the Junos. And uh, he has Juno Awards for jazz drumming. He used to drum with Oscar Peterson. So he's like a musician first and so he would you know have these great big band songs for us to play and then he just come in drop the sheet music on our stands and he just stand at the front and he's like okay and then we just go at it like <laughs> just go at it first time sight read and let's just see what happens and that was like one of my favorite things to do so now i'm really kind of just talking about it i'm kind of upset that i don't have that skill anymore when the girls Fuck. start learning music you'll get it you'll pick it up again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like riding a bike. Yeah. Kind of. So was your music teacher like that guy from Whiplash? Did you guys see that movie? I did not see that I've movie. never seen it, no. Oh, my God. That movie is amazing. Um, so it's like the, the jazz colleges. And I think, um, you know, Boston or New York, like Juilliard. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that plays the part, I forget his name. He's on like the car insurance commercials down here in the States. But he's like a complete dick to all the, the musicians in the in the ensemble. But the way he does it is the demeanor that he has like really makes them work a lot harder in a way. Mm -hmm. So have you ever had that hard teacher that you learned so much from? Yeah, this, hated his gut? this guy was like that and everyone thought he was a complete dick, but I totally get it. The guy is a musician first. And so when he's got a whole bunch of dopey high school kids in front of him that don't really give a fuck and some people have like genuine talent, all he sees is yeah. you're wasting your talent, you're wasting your talent. And, mm -hmm. and that's why he was kind of dick-like most of the time. It's like curating a pearl. You just got to smash it into existence <laughs> I like the analogy. <laughs> kind of, I guess. All right, well, let, let's get back to you then, Steve. So um, you were originally doing like undeclared, I guess, and then you went into massage therapy. When you started massage, did you like it? Did you? Was it what you expected? Like, were you into it? I loved it. It was so rewarding. And um, the settings I was working in, I was working in a, 
I would work at the Renaissance Festival in Maryland. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those, but they're like an outdoor setting and it's all medieval. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of cool. Amanda, Amanda should know what you're talking about because I'm pretty sure Ted Mosby off I know, of uh, I was like, How I Met Your Mother. How I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, okay. And you've seen role models. Yes, yes, yeah. I understand. So that that was but, uh, your job? So yeah, they had like a massage garden. Oh, cool. Have you either been to Maryland at all? No, I think my grandfather's from there actually. You really? think? Yes, I think. Well, um, he was he was adopted and then brought okay, here yeah. to Canada. I don't exactly. I think he's from Maryland. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah. But it's one of the one of the bigger Renaissance festivals and carved out of a bar. So wait, did you have to suit up when you, when you're? Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, and get this, it's like the end of uh, summertime, so you're like sweating your ass off <laughs> while you're doing like body work. Oh my god! But it was god. cool. And the fair setting was really neat, and then I did uh, some spa work, a yoga studio, some house calls, and but every all, all my clients were so awesome. I only have like two or three that I can remember. Out of 13 years that were like, wow, I never the want to see them again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all have those. Was, was one your piano teacher? <laughs> no, thankfully. <laughs> By the way, I'm declaring right now the photo we're using when we post this podcast has to be Steve in the medieval gear doing massage. If you do I not have a picture, have. you have to find a picture for us. I'm pretty sure I do somewhere. Amazing. <laughs> I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to look on like a hard drive in my closet. Amazing. Okay, so it was a lot of fun though. How do you spend 13 years in this career doing like super fun things? Like what what made you decide that you needed a change of scenery? I burned out a little bit, I guess. I wanted to get on with a company that had benefits like healthcare and uh other little perks, retirement, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to go into teaching. I knew a dean at one of the massage schools, but then I, I joined an airline and now I'm a flight. I've been a flight attendant for about eight years. But the benefits thing was big and my body was starting to get tired. So then you became a flight attendant. And the obvious question then, how does a guy who goes from a marching band who's really into heavy metal decide, right. I'm going to write spa music. Well, um, the first one I wrote, it was in 2006. It was kind of a joke. <laughs> I, I was just like, wow, I've been listening to all this spa music. I could probably write this stuff. So I, I just tried it. And then um, it did kind of well. And I didn't realize it did kind of well for like 10 years before I started writing it again. So I don't know if you look on Spotify, you'll notice the first album is in 2006. And then the second one's not to like 2015, maybe. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was busy with a lot of other bands and other music projects at the time. and then. I didn't realize people were really enjoying the, the yoga music that I had started, kind of as a joke. But What's the process when you're writing spa yoga music? Mm-hmm. And tell me how that uh-huh. differs from when you're writing uh, other stuff. So I'm like really hyperactive. I don't know if you can tell, but... Um, yeah, I can tell. It takes a lot to like get me in, in that zone to actually even write this kind of music. I almost have to be like half, half asleep because <laughs> it's so slow and ambient yeah I actually passed out writing one of the songs of the first album really eh? <laughs> yeah so what is what does it start with because like this is all instrumental i'm assuming because so the I'll stuff find, that i heard was all instrumental yeah so i'll find like a tone and just put my hands on the keys and see what happens mm-hmm. and then add some atmospherics for uh some background and then um see how it goes from there this last one i wrote i did it all um as like a first take so none of those songs are rehearsed or anything oh right on so it all just comes out so Really, just picking a tone, softening it up, layering it up, and then um, seeing how the melody works. Sometimes I'll add like a little beat in there just for texture. Yeah. I mean, this genre of music is really about texture, softness, flow. Mm-hmm. And your your knowledge of this genre of music just came from always having it on and just, you know, as you're treating, you're kind of reading into the music and understanding what's happening here? Yeah. It's just kind of absorbed it by accident. <laughs> yeah. Did you take like what you didn't 
like about spa music and try to make your songs better? Does yes. That, does that make sense? Um, yeah. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So some of my house call clients would have, one of the cable channels would have relaxation music. Yeah. And my client didn't really like it, but it was just good to have on in the background. She actually called it crunchy vanilla music, <laughs> which... I didn't really, I didn't understand what that meant, but like cheesy, cheesy flutes and chimes and stuff and just kind of annoying and kind of pingy and like sharp and eh. Mm -hmm. So I try to keep my, the songs I write a little softer and um, just more of a background noise rather than like a jarring flute, just doing some kind of crazy run. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And you're just trying to, you're just trying to relax and you're like, holy shit, is this flute guy going to just chill out? (laughs) (laughs) What's even happening over there? So I know nothing about music if you if you haven't been able to tell already. But one thing I I really like about your music is the way I described it to one of my clients once is it's almost like um it's like it's like trippy. It kind of feels like if you're laying on the table, you're sort of like now in sort of this zone dream. This yeah, it's like this dream zone and it's all very I don't know. It, it It's not like the waterfalls and the flutes and whatever. I feel like I wish I could remember the word I used to describe it. But that was kind of what it was is like you kind of just get lost in it. And it's very it's like a dream. Thank you so much. I like it. I'm relaxed when I'm treating to it even. I It's very calm without being cheesy. Exactly as you describe. It's not cheesy. When you say calm without being cheesy, kind of trippy. Is it like if I smoke a big fat joint, would I just zone right into it? Yes, you would zone into the music. Yeah. I fi- there's, there is a lot of texture. Like I said, I know nothing about music, but when he said that, I was like, yes, okay, that's how it feels to me. Like there is a lot of things going on, but in a way that is very um, like subtle. So mm-hmm. it's not like this aggressive flute or suddenly there's chimes. Like that. it's not like that. It, it's very subtle layering of different sounds and it just honestly it's very relaxing how long does it take you to put a song together like what's what's the shortest amount of time that you've ever spent on on one piece of music and then what's the longest you've ever spent laboring over something uh, a couple hours so um i took off work from flying all of october and uh put that fi- that latest 15 track it's actually 13 tracks two of them are like ocean track that i recorded in uh puerto rico mm-hmm. so I, I did that all in october so some of the songs take like a couple hours. Some of the songs I'll start and then I'll get stuck and then I'll just pick it up later. So they might take a little longer. Yeah. It just depends on the mood and how the tones are coming together, if I'm feeling it or not. Do you only write when you're in the mood or do you force yourself to sit down and write? You know, I've tried the forcing thing and um, those songs come out like crap. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can't force... Uh, you can sit down and try, but if you it's like if you don't have to take shit and you sit down and you like really push it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and it just comes out that way. Nothing good forced, you know? No, yeah, it's for true. Sure. Anything creative, you've got to be in the creative mindset or, yeah, it, it comes out as bullshit. Yeah, it's yeah. it's also like when you hear artists in an interview and they're talking about their songs and their hit songs or their 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 best work and they're always say like the best work comes really really fast it's just like yeah. it comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it almost hits you like uh where'd that come from yeah in retrospect you can look back on songs you've written and it's like what the hell was i thinking when i did that one because i wish i could think like that again mm-hmm. but you almost have to put yourself in a mindset that, hey, if anything comes out today, cool. If not, whatever. Maybe I'll edit something that I already started. You can play with your uh, dodging the writer's block. Yeah. Do you listen to your own music? Uh, you know, I listen to my my hard rock music that I write. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I have been listening to this latest latest one that I did, Drift. Um, 
I released it last week. But I, I really like the way this one came out. Do you find it hard to listen to your own stuff? Yes, because when I'm writing it and editing it, I'm already listening to it like hours. So I'm like, write it, forget it, listen to it in, in a year or so, and maybe mm-hmm. see how I still like it. Or Yeah. Whenever you're listening to it, do you ever kind of listen back and critique what you did here or, or you wish you could have done that differently or, you know, you're spotting some things. You're like, oh man, I could have gone a different way with it. Or is, yeah. that, is that not even a thought anymore once, it, once it's already published out? So I'll do like a writing phase where I'll write and I'll record. So say for one, per- one specific song, I'll, I'll put like some piano, some maybe some maybe cool little bell things and like some synthesizer. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to edit it, sometimes it just sounds good with just the bells. So I'll say, forget the synthesizer, forget the piano, mm-hmm. let's try it with just the bells. So the editing process is more so like, how can I shape what I did right, right. to where it fits this genre? And you do this all yourself, right? It's not like you have a producer doing stuff. You produce it all yourself. Yeah, me and my laptop. We, we just hang out. Drink some coffee. Try to be tired. Try to be tired. Try to be tired. When you're writing these things, you're writing it on keys, right? Is that where is that where it all starts? And or does it start and finish there? Or do you ever start writing on something on a different instrument? Uh, It pretty much starts there, and then I'll. um, Are you guys familiar with MIDI? Yeah. So I'll start with some some keyboard, and when I sit down to edit, I'll just look at the MIDI and replace some things or change Mm -hmm. the velocity if I don't like the way I played it or beat some things up, slow some things down, uh, change the tone. But it's primarily, it all starts with keyboard. Mm-hmm. You know what I've always wanted to know about people that write this type of music? Do you throw anything in there just for your own shits and giggles? <laughs> Seriously, like it's not a it's not a major Well, his part. first song was basically a joke. But I mean, like, like you just throw something in there, whether it's a sound or an instrument or a certain like rhythm. A random, yeah, meow. like a random something. <laughs> and it's just for your entertainment while you're recording it, you know, or while in your post-production or whatever the case is and it's just like a little a little piece of ear candy just for you and for anyone else that might recognize that this thing is there i actually have not <laughs> you're, making, you're making me wish i had throw in some subliminals you know i feel like the next song he writes he's gonna throw in something random just for you <laughs> you know you know what i'm gonna throw in i'm gonna throw in that um What's that scream that's in like every Star Wars movie? It's the guy that goes, <laughs> I forget what scream that is, but it's in it's in like all the Indiana Jones and Star Wars. And I have Aah! no idea. I've seen all of these movies. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, are you by a computer search? Star Wars scream, and I'm sure it'll... Star Wars scream. What the hell? That's like, <laughs> but I bet, I bet if I... If I put some reverb on it and maybe like slow it down, it might sound ambient and cool. You know, Mark has had this theory like forever. I mean, he said it multiple times on the podcast as well, that anything can be relaxing if you play it quiet enough. So sure, you can have yeah. a whole you can have a whole song of screaming and make it relaxing. Yep. Yeah, it's just slow it down and um, put some reverb on it and it's done. <laughs> I wonder how many I wonder how much how many thousands of dollars I would have to pay in royalty fees if I use that scream to Disney. Mm. Oh, yeah, Disney. They're going to take you for everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I got to pay for the licensing just for this. Right? <laughs> I'm going to call you guys in like a year and a half. Like, dude, I lost my house, my car. <laughs> Disney sued me because I used that damn screen that you told me to do. <laughs> oh, now we told you to do it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I take <laughs> yeah. no responsibility for your craziness. We have it on tape. Oh, boy. I'm so fascinated by this because, like I said, I, I know who you are. I mean, I, I don't know who you are but because that sounds creepy, but I've listened to your music. I use it. And as I'm listening to all these relaxation playlists and whatever that I find on Spotify, I never really think about like 
the artist and what they're thinking. Like, you know, it's just, it's this ambient noise in the background. I'm not really like thinking yeah. about it. But like I said, when you contacted us and I looked at the name, I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny because I knew exactly, because I see the same names pop up on my, my playlist all the time. So yeah. it's so interesting to actually talk to the person behind the music and even more interesting that this was not like, oh, a passion of yours. You are a heavy metal guy that was like, yeah, I could do yeah. this. Cool. I'm going to do, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I'm kind of flattered that you even knew what it was. I've only just started promoting it, like, I think like two years ago. Well, I'm a massage therapist and I'm lazy. Like when it comes to making playlists, like Mark will spend hours making the perfect playlist that he likes to treat to. And I'm just fucking lazy. That's why Spotify is brilliant for me because I'll just go yeah. on and look at whatever the mood is, you know, depending on who the client is, what type of vibe they like. And so a lot of my clients, they actually want, you know, just something, no vocals, you know, just something calm and mellow mm -hmm. in the background. Even if we're not doing like a relaxation treatment, they just like that on. So I play a lot of playlists that have your stuff on it. That's great. So how many albums do you have? Uh, with this particular genre? Yeah. It's 33 tracks total that I, I put together. They're just kind of like independent tracks. It's not It's not like in an album format. Well, no, there's he does one album. album. There's an album, an EP, mm -hmm. and then the recent album, and then like four or five singles, and then two soundscapes. When you're doing your albums and your EPs, do they have a theme that goes along with it? Or are they just kind of independent tracks? Uh, yeah. This last one the only one that has a theme and a lot of the background i used um an ocean track that i i recorded at this on this island in puerto rico i kind of like subdued that into the background of the whole thing but um as far as a general theme no it's just just whatever comes out right on so cool i dig it man we've said before it seems to be a theme that there's a lot of massage therapists that are also really into music. I feel like massage yeah. therapists are creative people. I feel like creative people are attracted to massage therapy. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Or maybe I just made it's that shit up. Form. I'm kind of creative yeah. sometimes, maybe. I don't do music. Yeah, no. No music for me. I do, though, appreciate music a lot more since being with Mark because he will sometimes, we've talked about this before as well, he will sometimes play a song and my initial reaction to the song will be like, I don't like this song. So, for example, I'm not a huge fan of 80s music. I've said this before I got I get hate for it because a lot of people are big fans of 80s music I'm not into it I don't like I know uh, uh, I don't really love it you don't it. like 80s synth pop no she doesn't like that I don't like that that sound. new wave oh, man. That, that new wave Ugh. synth no, sound she the doesn't new like wave it at all. stuff it's it's not for me however there's been a few songs that Mark will say okay give me a minute and then he'll point at he's like now just listen to the bass and I'll just listen now just listen to this now listen to this line of vocal and when he like will break down songs like Here. that I'm like, oh, that is kind of fucking cool. And like, I can appreciate it yeah. a little bit more after that. And now you got to do that stoned because then you hear things that you didn't everything. hear before. Exactly. You hear you hear everything that you didn't hear before. And if you heard it before, you don't hear it for lack of a better way to say it in the same configuration. One of the best example I had for this, I was stoned one night and I was I had my earbuds in. And I was listening to Lou Reed, Take a Walk on the Wild Side. Oh, and yeah, then oh, you made yeah. me listen yeah. to it after. And to be honest with you, in, in my sober state, I never really noticed the strings in that song. Oh, right? yeah. And then in my stone they're state. Subtle, they're there. Exactly. In my stone state, I zoned right into that. And I was like, holy fuck, this brings a whole other layer to this track that I didn't mm -hmm. even clue into before. And that bass line, so tasty. Oh, it is tasty. That's, so tasty. That's, that's, that is the way to describe <laughs> so it. So tasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, is there money to be made making uh, spa, relaxation, yoga music? You know, not really. And, um... <laughs> 
<laughs> I love your I honesty. No, not really. I do it for fun. I mean, let's see. I've been looking at my numbers lately. Spotify and Apple Music really have a good way of breaking down where it's getting played, what's getting played. Yep. And I'm I'm averaging about 10,000 streams per month. That's that's pretty good. That's decent, yeah. Which which sounds like a lot. It's like $40. <laughs> but I mean, it's like money I could put some more uh keyboard sound yeah cool stuff like that so i mean no unless you're getting on like a major spotify playlist right i haven't really cracked the code with that one yet well like you said you just started promoting it so you never know yeah. what's what's coming like you yeah. could you and could I'm end up making some money. It. yeah i'm just having fun right and, and figuring out that you guys are listening to it all the way in canada that's freaking rad <laughs> well i mean let's not say you guys mark doesn't listen to relaxation music when he's treating it's just me but i mean it's it's almost more rewarding than oh i got 40 bucks this month when you you realize people are using your music as a utility to bring other people peace you know what i mean yeah for sure i think it's i think it's really cool what you're doing and why does everything have to be money 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 i think right. if you love what you're doing enough eventually money will come at you right but if you if your sole purpose is money and you're going to force out songs, it's going to come out like shit. Yeah. Can we talk about your other, because when Mark asked you if you had any albums and you said this genre, can we talk about your other albums? Uh, yeah, I don't know if we should. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I have a video game music project, a hard rock project. Um, I just quit an electric, electronic rock project I was in. That was kind of big, and um, I've written some classical music. I was in a pop rock band. The band I like being in the most and have the most fun with is called Dick Fuzz. Say that Dick again. Fuzz. I don't want to say it again. Don't make me say it again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just just one more nice, time. Just one more time. These nice massage therapist listeners you have, they don't <laughs> want to listen to that. <laughs> You've heard the, our podcast before, right? There's. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's called Dick Fuzz. <laughs> the guy who writes spa music. Also, I can't even say it. I yeah. Can't, I can't say those words. <laughs> Nah, don't say it. You're good. You have to say like 90 Hail Marys after that. <laughs> the music is just complete raunchy rock and roll, which is fun to play live. You know what I mean? And, and people really dig it live. I feel like you guys could be best friends. I think so. Hey, I like Canada. I've been to Canada a bunch of times. It's fucking beautiful up there. Where in Canada? Let's see. I fell down Mount Treblant for like a week. Because I okay. can't snowboard for shit. I went to a couple bed and breakfasts off the Niagara Parkway. I went to that reef winery with ice wine. I didn't even know what ice wine was. Cool. Okay. That's pretty cool. Is that near you guys? No, we're in Toronto. We're in Toronto. So that is right around the corner. Yeah, it's well, right around the corner. It's not too far. Florida. An hour yeah. and a half ish. Yeah, not bad. And then um, the electronic rock band I was in, we played in Calgary. I wanted to go to Banff so bad, but the weather wasn't going to be that great. Have I've you guys only, been there? I've only been to Banff once, and it was probably nine or ten years ago. But it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, so it's just not got, very close I just to got us. engaged and I was, I'm telling my fiance, I'm like, can we go to Banff for the honeymoon? Oh, wow. I'm showing her all these pictures on uh, online about Banff and stuff. And she's like, oh, God, it's so pretty there. I'm like, yeah. Well, congrats on your engagement. When's the wedding? Uh, we're looking at venues all week, so. Oh, fun. Wedding planning. Are you guys going to have a I band? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this band, Dick is going <laughs> to They're not going to do any wedding songs and grandma's not going to like it, but... <laughs> I'm just like imagining no, no Adam Sandler right now, the wedding singer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, probably no band. Tell the truth. Are you enjoying the wedding planning? Uh, you know, um, yes, but it's kind of stressful because you have to think about all these little factors. And I just flew with a flight attendant and she showed me what she's doing. And um, there's a site called Elopes, Montana, and it's at um, Glacier National Park. So you just take immediate family and just the backdrop 
scenery is almost like Banff in a way. So uh, we're just playing with some ideas and we're going to see how these venues go. And then I hope we elope to Montana. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I love I love the idea. Honestly, um, Mark and I had a destination wedding, but somewhat for our parents' sake, but a little bit for um, for some legal reasons, we decided to actually get legally married in Toronto and yeah. so we had a very small chapel wedding with just our parents, our siblings, and like best man, maid of honor. So very, very small. Cool. And honestly, that wedding was awesome. I yeah. really, I really just liked the really small, intimate wedding. And then we went to a nice restaurant and rented out like the back room of the restaurant for lunch afterwards. And it was perfect. I said to Mark, if we weren't doing this destination thing, that was the wedding I would have wanted. Yeah, Small, we kind of duped. We kind of duped everyone on that because they didn't know that we were already married by the time we we landed on an island. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you invite 150 people, how are you going to say hi to everybody that even flew a thousand miles to see your wedding? And it's like super impersonal. I don't love the big weddings, and I think the wedding industry itself is just it's gone mad like everything is so expensive yeah that was the other factor i'm gonna let her pick because it's her day so. oh that's nice i mean it's both of yours but yeah it's hers yeah it's hers <laughs> so do you have any desire to or do you ever get the the itch to do massage therapy ever or is that just like another lifetime you know sometimes i do and then um i give my fiance a massage my hands hurt for like a, a week so mm. i'm like Ugh. I just can't. Yeah, it's like starting over, right? I did too much deep work. So if anybody's listening that does too much deep work, just do cupping instead or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Give give your body a break. Was that the burnout is the constant deep work? Yeah. So like towards the end of my practice, I had a lot of husband and wife clients and um, I would go to their house and do an hour and a half deep work on each of them. Mm -hmm. So it's like three hours. And then I would go to another husband and wife house and do three hours of deep work on them too. So I just stacked it up too hard. So how do you go from massage to, to being on a plane? I had a client who was a flight attendant and she's she was like, "You'd be a perfect flight attendant." And I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait! What, what, what about you would have made? What? Why did she say that?" I guess she like a personality. I'm not trying to like toot my own personality horn, but toot away, man. My lifestyle and um, personality and demeanor is, is like a flight attendant. So, mm-hmm. so that's that's what I went with. Well, we haven't been on a plane since 2016. I think we're due. We are due. Well, we'll be on a plane soon. Yeah, but feels like a lifetime ago. We only had one child back then. There's a whole other person in our life since the last time we traveled on a plane. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we think we got to book some trips. What do you Mm -hmm. think? Yeah. We're going to be on a plane soon because we're going to the Canadian, not the Canadian conference. Oh, right. We're going to be presenters at the um, massage therapy conference in Manitoba in the spring. So we will be flying very soon. Yeah. And see stuff that we do the podcast manitoba reached out to us because they like the podcast and they they like what we do so i'm super excited to go there mm-hmm. oh excellent yeah are, they, are you gonna do like a live broadcast from there we are uh, you, you know do i don't know if with we, all kinds of different therapists and stuff yeah i don't think we decided if we're gonna do something live yet but we're definitely broadcast we're, yeah, gonna, we're, do, gonna, we're gonna do, do some episodes from sure. there uh, you know live um, would probably the best thing to do we can't not bring the mics yeah like, that has to happen oh that is happening yeah so um there's another festival here uh actually just bought the last of the cds i had of that first album called the world massage festival yep yep and i think that's in july you could you could probably get on that too if the guy's name's mike who runs it he's super cool you're like you're like uh you're like an agent (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) have your people call my people massage therapist (laughs) flight attendant uh 
heavy yeah. metal performer, spa oh music producer, and booking agent. Yeah. Recently engaged. Yeah, you're you're a busy guy, Steve. Busy guy. Yeah, I, I take a lot of naps. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot done because of my naps. That's your that's your inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I like it I like it. You are a funny dude. Hey, thank you so much. Do we have anything we need to talk about? Uh, anything left we need to talk about? I just want to go hang out with this guy now. I don't know about you, but Aww. I want I want to Come sit down. down. I want to roll a joint with you. I want to I want to make some yoga music, and uh, and then we'll thrash out a little bit as well. All right. Well, Sounds they, good. Well, they pee test. They pee test at my work, so I don't know. I, I I'll probably just uh, don't inhale chamomile tea or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, see, we're Canadian, so I mean, it's legal for us. We're fine. Oh right, but can you work in a transportation um, field and and still? They don't pee test your transportation people. I assume if you're like you know flying a plane or something. You- Probably yeah. have some rules you got to follow, but I don't know if they must. They must. I mean, they, they must have something. They're fucking something. In, involved in safety on a plane. They yeah. got to. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Something I got to go. Yeah, research. you guys can come hang out at any time. It, it was seventy-five degrees here. Hey. It's snowing up there yet? Yeah, it's been snowing for like a month. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, our first oh, our first snowstorm was November eleventh. Holy smokes! That's not even Thanksgiving. Well, well you guys I don't mean, celebrate Thanksgiving, do you? Sure, we do, but it's in October. Oh right. <laughs> That's right. God, you have to you have to brush up on your Canadian history. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I should. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This has been fun. Yeah, so we should I, do this again sometime. We should. Before we do wrap up, can we just remind everybody who you are, where they can find your music if they want to start incorporating it into their treatments? Sure. Um, if you go to Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, all those streaming services, uh, just search Lewinis, L-U-I-N-I-S-S. And it'll all show up. And then you can chill and take a nap. Yeah. Get stuff done after your nap. (laughs) You can do that later. Whatever you had planned to do, do it later. (laughs) You can do that later. (laughs) I love it. Well, thanks for hanging out, man. This was a fun phone call. Hey, thanks for having me. Right on. Glad to be here. Everyone go check out his stuff. Thank you. Happy body working. All right. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.